Ariel would uh, uh, introduce the group today. So Ariel and Thomas are local residents and uh, uh, they just arrived up from uh, Stopper Road each, uh, each week So uh, for this group. So, uh, but Ariel's uh, having a rest tonight. Big day, so she's having a rest. Fair enough. I'll introduce myself. I'm Ajahn Janarato. Uh, and uh, have you been here before? This is the first time? Before the. Yeah, no problem. Alright, yeah. So um, I'm Ajahn Janarato. So I'm uh, Ajahn uh, Santuri's offsider. So second uh, second month down at Stucker Road. So uh, yeah, just uh, leading the meditation group tonight. I was here last week. Um, I was just saying that, uh, yeah, as I said, he's out shopping today, so I don't mind, uh, thought I'd help out. Um, and then I've got to head off to, on Sunday, look after my mum, because he had a hip replacement. So <laughs> he's going to help around the house for a few days. So uh, since, I'm, since I'm off, I, I said I'd do an, do an extra shift. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, that, so another, yeah, very relaxed, chill uh, Thursday evening. Um, it's very informal here. I usually just uh, ramble on a bit, and then we do a uh, half hour, half hour of uh, uh, guided meditation. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh okay. Yeah. Sorry. If you have a mobile phone, now is the time to uh, put it onto silent as well. So that'd be a reminder there. Um, any other reminders, Thomas? Anything else? No, okay. Um, yeah, so uh, we're sort of heading into some warmer weather up ahead. So I've been uh, out there watering my natives. So I've got a, got a, couple, a few hundred in this year. And uh, yeah, no, I've just been getting up a bit earlier in the morning and uh, heading out before it gets warm and giving them a bit of a drink. And uh, yeah, no, it's been quite, enjoy quite an enjoyable experience since I've been at uh, Stocker Road. Um, since we've had the property base uh, we bought back in uh, 2018, so five years ago now. So yeah, we're just, uh, we've got 26 acres of uh, forest there, so um, uh, part of my work is just revegetating the property. This is uh, uh, work that I <laughs> choose for myself, so uh, it can be a bit of a bit of a bit of a, a labour sometimes with the uh, ravenous kangaroos and. Uh, <laughs> Bunny rabbits and uh, and uh, yeah, hot weather, dry weather. So uh, yeah, but uh, it's all about perseverance there. So uh, very much the same as uh, um, the process of uh, cultivating meditation and having uh, cultivating a uh, calm, peaceful, happy mind. And so uh, yeah, it's good to uh, it's good to have some uh, regulars here that come. Uh, each week when they can. We've got some uh, other people who would like to come each week, but it's uh, a bit hard for them. So, um, but if you have a bit of time at home, you know, there's all there's plenty of uh, talks that you can uh, uh, download from the Buddhist Society website. We've just started uh, recording these sessions, so uh, before that they uh, they just disappeared, uh, but now we've got them recorded. They're uh, they're actually available online and uh, MP3s on Podbean, I think it is. So. Bob Steele's been setting that up, and thanks to him for that. So, if you ever feel like meditating and you're not really sure what you're supposed to do, uh, or whatever, uh, it's always easy just to download a guided meditation and listen to it. And, uh, and yeah, you don't have to listen to us monks, there's plenty of other traditions out there that make their uh, uh, guided meditations available, but um, yeah, uh, 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 the BSWA has lots and lots and lots and lots of books up there. So yeah, no, our um, yeah, uh, I said Tudi's been confusing people by putting up the Tibetan prayer flag to keep out the kangaroos. So. <laughs> not actually Tibetan, we're actually from the Thai forest tradition, so um, or at least uh, my my teacher trained in northeast Thailand back in the nineteen seventies. Uh, so it's the it's a branch of Theravadan Buddhism. The um, which is common in the southeast of uh, uh, southeast of Asia, and uh, yeah, so this is the, uh, the style of meditation that you uh, get exposed to here, and, and uh, yeah, so we enjoy ourselves, and yeah, so uh, uh, it's also a 
still very much a secular group, so uh, even if you're not a Buddhist, if you're a Christian or a Muslim or a whatever, you can come here and enjoy some nice beautiful meditation as well. But uh, um, yeah, but we have uh, always uh, tried to uh, find places out in the, uh, in the forest. We find that's actually a really nice place to to practice amongst the wildlife uh, and the relative uh, peace and quiet. Seclusion, and uh, uh, yeah, we I, I guess everyone's uh, either been here last week or the week before, so uh, they'll be aware that we've uh, we had our three month uh, retreat period where we uh, uh, haven't been teaching here, but we've been putting more practice in, putting more time into our own practice as well. So um, yeah, uh, maybe uh, maybe in the future I can. Uh, some interesting stories about uh, the Thai forest tradition and the crazy things my my teacher got up to when he was uh, living in the forest, actually in the jungle um, that was uh, present in Thailand uh, 40, 50 years ago now. Yeah, over 50 years ago, I think he ordained in uh, 1972. Yeah, it's pretty, uh, pretty austere start in his monastic life with. Uh, uh, Episodes of scrub typhus, being stuck in a <laughs> stuck in a remote uh, remote hospital. Hello. Oh, we're just getting we're just getting started. So please, yeah, just come on in, grab a seat. And uh, yeah, so uh, uh, all the all these uh, there's also I think after around the time of the um, Vietnam War as well. So there's actually some. Uh, I think one of the first uh, Western disciples there in um, in Thailand was a. Uh, uh, a monk called Adrian Sumedho. He's still in, he's actually he spent quite a lot of time in Sydney for monastery in England. Who's now uh, actually still back living in Thailand, but uh, he was the first uh, uh, American monk there. Who's a, uh, a medic, I think, from the uh, from the war. And uh, my teacher turned up uh, shortly afterwards. He's a uh, apart from anything else, he was a, a Cambridge-educated physicist and. Uh, <laughs> But then ran away and ended up in the forest, and uh, they're all. Uh, uh, oh, this is a very, very, very austere, very austere start to monastic life. But uh, uh, we try and uh, we try and emulate a bit of that in in our lives, but we're uh, <laughs> physically a lot a lot better supported, I think. But we still try and uh, in, uh, enjoy a bit of seclusion out there. Um, yeah, so it's a bit of a preamble about um, where I've come from and how, why I'm here. Um, yeah, no, well, I mean, I, I ordained 15 years ago and Ajahn Santuti uh, four years before me, so with Ajahn, Ajahn Brahm down in Serpentine. So, uh, yeah, this is sort of the, uh, the way we teach. Uh, yeah. Interesting history there. So, uh, if everyone's feeling... Uh, uh, comfortable and ready and has their telephone switched off then we're good. We can uh, just enjoy uh, half an hour of God meditation. So uh, let everyone get comfortable. Uh, yeah, you, can, you can sit cross-legged, you can sit on a chair. Uh, some people have been <laughs> lying down in the group and uh, uh, no, not entirely kosher, but I don't mind. <laughs> if you're alive before you can. <laughs> Although you have to remember that a whole lot of uh, uh, toddlers have been playing around on this floor as well. But you know, uh, <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I can't guarantee the, uh, the carpet is particularly clean. But anyway, whatever's comfortable for you. So I'm going to take my shoes off, um, my thongs off. And uh, uh, normally I take my. Uh, glasses off when I meditate, I find uh, it's more comfortable, but I have to watch the clock, so we don't go over time accidentally. <laughs> so apart from that, yeah, we can get started, we can first uh, close our eyes. Close our eyes, that's always the first part of the meditation. Uh, we just uh, uh, gradually, gradually let go of the five senses and in particular, um, we focus on the uh, the body, and uh, as always, 
uh, I'll sort of settled into a uh, practice here at this particular group. I usually just uh, uh, like to work with the kindness to the body, relaxation, process walkers, walk, walk you through the, uh, the body over the next half hour. And yeah, so relax and close your eyes and just take a few moments to just come into the present moment. And it's nice and quiet here. A few chirping birds. Hum of the air purifiers, uh, the sort of white noise helps with the, uh, often helps with the meditation. Just to, to let go of that background noise, anything disturbing. And we start by just uh, directing our attention to uh, your toes on your left foot. <laughs> we'll start with the left foot, we'll start with the toes, and again with kindness and relaxation. Just pay a little bit of that attention to that part of the body and relax it. And depending on whether you're sitting cross-legged or on the chair, whether your feet are on the floor or on, on the uh, vinyl or the carpet, yeah, just notice whatever sensations are going on there the toes of the left foot. And very gradually, we'll just work the whole body, gradually relaxing it piece by piece. Notice that sense of relaxation just flows up through the foot on the left hand side to the, the soldier's sole of that foot and just gradually becoming kindness to that part of the body allowing it to relax through to the uh, upper part of the foot Slowly up through the, uh, the heel there, the Achilles heel, up through the, through the uh, ankle there, just, uh, just relax that part of the body. And, uh, yeah, just notice any sensations going on there. Again, let that feeling of relaxation start to uh, creep up through the back of the lower leg on the left hand side, up through the uh, calf muscle there. And let that muscle just relax. Now that uh, of connection to the foot there, that Achilles heel, all oh, those, uh, those parts of the legs yeah. relax and become loose on that side, on the left hand side of the body. Just allow that relaxation to flow through to the shin there. And again, allow that relaxation just to, just to spread through the lower leg there.
be me on the left hand side. Just allow that part of the body to relax and have kindness to it. One of those parts of the body that to be prone to aches and pains sometimes. A little allow that relaxation to flow up from the knee to your kneecap and just relax through the upper part of the thigh there on the left hand side the, uh, the quads in there just allow that part of the body to, to relax and then let that uh, relaxation just be Sink through the through the thigh, through the uh, through its center, through to the other side, and you can just relax those muscles too. And again, if you notice any tense uh, tension there, just let it be and let it uh, just loosen up there. Hamstrings there. And now turn that attention to the, uh, to the toes on the right hand side. Starting again at the bottom there. Let that part of the body relax. And just notice how that feels. And little by little, just notice that. Uh, Sense of relaxation, and kindness, just flowing through the sole of the foot on the right hand side. And just gradually feeling that relaxation spread up through the upper part of the foot and the heel of the foot, just up through to the ankle there. Slowly, just spreading up to the uh, calf muscle there, the uh, back of the lower leg there, yeah. allowing it to become loose there. And just gradually relaxing again through the leg, through to the shin. Now just uh, 
Something that's dealing with time and some relaxation. Straight up to the knee on the right hand side. Again, just have some kindness for that uh, the joint there and go out to relax. And then the bottom bit of that feeling of relaxation to the upper thigh, on the right hand side, surrounding those muscles, come loose, take this time to rest, rest that part. Back of the thigh, hamstrings there, and uh, those muscles just relax and bring it in. Weight of the body pressing against a chair or against the floor. And just feel that part of the body relax. Find it comfortable. Settling into the seat. However, your posture is. to ease right up through the lower back. Imagine each of the vertebrae there. Allowing them all to be a little bit alignment, comfortable there. Don't have to be rocket strength. Just make sure that part of the body is relaxed and at ease. Turn your attention to your belly, the, uh, around your navel, just allow that area of the body to relax and become loose and just, uh, yeah, just relax it and uh, let your tummy just hang out. <laughs> up to the to your back from the lower back just little by little up through to the, uh, the small of the back the, that part of the body where it uh, curves inwards curves towards your front and just 
על ההערות, דודו מסעוד היה מספר, אז בבית לידי further up the chest, just, just notice the rise and the fall, and move in and out. Now you can turn your attention to the tips of the fingers on the left hand side and again letting the relaxation flow through the, uh, through the hand, whether it is uh, palm up, hand down, just on in your lap there, just about that uh, part of the body to be at ease. Warm sense of ease, go up to your left wrist, up to the through to the forearm there. Feel the ease of the side of your body. 
love that sensation. Just rise up to the left arm there and up to the bicep. And again, just allowing the muscles there to relax. The, uh, the tendons just, just to be at ease. on the other side of the left arm. And working our way up the left arm there. Shoulder yeah. as those muscles relax just around that left arm to just be calm and loose at your side there. Again, on the right hand side this time, just allow your uh, attention to focus on the tips of the fingers on, right, on the right hand side. And very slowly allowing that sensation to flow up through the, the hand there. From the back of the hand through all those, all those little bits and pieces that make up your hand through to the palm and just relax that part of the body in your lap. And up through the, the forearm there as well, up through the uh, starting with the back of the forearm. You feel it just rest there. Very slowly through to the inner part of the forearm. From the wrist there, just up to the elbow. Just allow that sensation to continue up your right arm through the, the elbow and up to the biceps there, just letting that part of the body relax.
about doing a relaxation spread from both your shoulders. Just let that spread along the, uh, the shoulder blades and the back of the neck there. Just letting out any piece of the muscle there. Notice that sensation there just across your shoulders there, it's just relaxing. And just allowing that uh, sensation to flow up through the neck. front there to your Adam's apple if you've got one in that part of the body. <laughs> and just lay your chin there. Slowly but surely, just uh, let that feeling spread up through the through your mouth and through your your cheeks, gradually just flowing up there to the level of the eyes. And again, just relax out of the body. relaxation and kindness to the body, spreading up through the, the back of the head, just noticing, noticing any sensations there. And then finally up to the crown of the head. Just taking a moment just to feel the, uh, the body as a whole and hopefully, hopefully feeling a bit more relaxed now and at ease and the tension that was there has probably lessened and just wish your body well as we come to the end of the meditation. Right. I'll ring the bell three times. And at the end, you can open your eyes and come out for meditation.
I did have some concerns when since the Wayne's Red came around this practice. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so does anyone have any questions about meditation? Hello. have an um, exact explanation for that, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, but I think they... One, I think, yeah, I mean, all sorts of things can happen to the body when you meditate. Um, and definitely, probably the way I was um, teaching the meditation, guiding the meditation today, is probably guided towards that sort of sensation, that feeling of weight of... Um, sometimes, sometimes I talk of sort of just feeling that the body pressing into the into the chair as you sit there, and uh, it's just it's the mind, really, isn't it? It's the, the mind perception of the body. So nothing wrong with that. Uh, it's uh, might also be a sign that the, the body just needs to relax as well, needs to rest. Um, yeah, because I mean that, and that's uh, that's a very big part of um, uh, the meditation is just taking the time to rest and relax. Um, because, uh, yeah, uh, most of us, uh, even monks, you know, <laughs> we've got our work to do and uh, the body will become tired over time. So when you actually take the time to be still, sometimes the body sort of just takes a bit of time, to, needs that time to sort of be still to be, uh, to recover, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> the last six days have been pretty full on. I've been, uh, I've been working with Ajahn Santuti. We've, we've had this building project going on for about two years now. It's a granny flat project. So we've done almost all the work ourselves. So, um, you know, obviously someone put down a slab and we let the carpenter put up the frame. But then I think, what, September last year? September last year we started uh, cladding it with uh, fibre cement weatherboard, you know, lifting up these planks and... Uh, and then uh, some, you know, just in insulating the place well, installing windows. Uh, at the moment, you know, uh, over a year later, we're still working on it. So six years, uh, six days in a row, um, my body's quite tired as well, you know. So um, yeah, definitely. Uh, for uh, sort of yeah, I mean, as an experienced meditator, I find that it's a really good time just to uh, allow the body to rest. And sometimes, you know, if it's, um, even if it's, you know, you, you feel like you should be doing something through the meditation, that's not necessarily the case. Sometimes the body just needs to rest, you know, you've got that, you've got your half hour just to sit in a chair and do nothing, not to, you know, barely moving, you know, but being in a position that's comfortable for that period, so you're not sort of putting stress on the body, you know, if you want to sit in full lotus, you can, but. <laughs> I think I might next time um, do yeah, you're like, that. That's fine. That's yeah. fine. I, I have no problem with that. No, that's yeah. fine. Um, when I meditate horizontally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, the chair, yeah. The spine's compressing. Yeah, there you go. Really, 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 really Again, whatever works. Whatever works. Yeah. So I mean, in the um, in the uh, the, the suttas, the ancient texts that record the, the the words of the Buddha. He spoke of the four postures, which is the um, uh, sitting, uh, yeah, obviously sitting, but also standing is another one, which is probably a bit hard for most people to stand, you know, upright for half an hour. Yeah. And uh, also lying down was another posture, with the fourth one being walking. So uh, walking meditation is a, a very, actually a very common practice in our tradition, in the, in the Thai forest tradition, the... Um, They'd be out there in the in the forest and they'd have a little hut, and they'd have a uh, a walking path, which I think back then would have just been you know just just sand. It would have been part of the forest that had just been swept clear, so you uh, don't step on a scorpion or something, <laughs> or creepy crawlies and stuff. So they'd always be sweeping the, the walking paths, and um, it's. Uh, it's an interesting practice. To, I mean, I haven't really been practicing a lot of walking meditation for a long time, but 
especially on the junior month, it, it's the sort of thing you can actually practice for an hour, two hours. It's not that it might not be as deep meditation and sitting, but um, it's uh, very, very, very common in the Thai class tradition. And um, when Ajahn Brahm uh, built the Serpentine Monastery, when they started building the Serpentine Monastery, um, I think the first the first couple of huts were just very simple A-frames, I think, or even before that, I think he had a water tank. <laughs> he had a tough time when he first started that. It was a tough month. It was a tough month. But then the um, from at a certain point they they started building these kutis according oh sorry monks huts which is a kuti uh, according to this specific design which is a, a single room, but then a um, a, wa- a covered walking path as well, uh, sort of a brick construction with a tin roof and wooden uh, wooden slats. And it's about 13, 14 meters long. And uh, yeah, so um, the, so monks can yeah out there in the forest they can practice sitting meditation inside, or they can uh, practice walking meditation out, outside. So uh, so yeah, there are four postures. One of those postures is lying down. The only uh, trouble with that is you might fall asleep, <laughs> and some people do. You know, so so uh, yeah, it it's um, yeah it's always listening to your body and um, uh, yeah just just you know, asking what it needs. You know, it, it, especially in, um, yeah, when, it, when you start paying attention to the body, it, it often tells you what it needs. Yeah. Yeah. It is, it, it is. It's, um, uh, I think, as, yeah, as you, uh, I mean, I, uh, if you have a look at um, Ajahn Brahm's booklet, I don't know if we've got any copies here, but it's available online, and we have many for free distribution anyway, but he, he talks about um, uh, the practice of anapanasati, which means uh, mindfulness of breathing. So that's, um, he's a very skilled teacher in that. Um, and But before even starting to watch the breath, he encourages people to uh, uh, practice the, just being, being in the present moment to start with. And also, um, as we get deeper in the present moment, you know, there's the, um, uh, the experience of just the mind without thoughts, the silent mind, and that you're almost you're you're listening to yourself at that point. Whether you're listening to the where you're whether you're directing that attention to the body, it's not like you're unconscious or anything. That it is a a deeper way of listening to your body, but also um, listening to the mind as well. So, but anyway, that part of the Bible we're going to get into that. Yeah, um, yeah. If you but by the way, if you pay attention to your body, it'll it'll often tell you if it needs anything. And again, you know, I like to, I don't I don't go too strongly into like the internal parts of the body, but I think it's also good just to pay attention because you know sometimes you you'll have some sort of ache and pain, and then you don't really notice it, and it can become a problem over time. I had shoulder impingement recently, so that, that was just something that that came from. Um, just certain activities like holding a heavy object, like okay, we're stapling, <laughs> stapling insulation inside. Did a lot of that. Just did that over and over again. But then that got very sore, uh, and uh, it's just a uh, just tendonitis, nothing serious. But um, because I wasn't even really aware of that part of the body, I wasn't paying attention. And so, uh, if I noticed it a bit earlier, I probably would, I could have done some. Uh, some stretches, and I've got some. I've now got some stretches that I do, so and they help. So if you pay attention, yeah, sometimes the body tells you what to do, uh, what you need. Yeah, yeah. And if that means uh, you know, changing your posture when you meditate, lying on the floor, whatever, that's fine. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, any other questions? From anyone? Yeah, hello. Um, I sometimes when I meditate, yeah. I get that nice relaxed feeling in my body. Yeah. Mm, indeed, um, indeed, indeed. Yeah, uh, entirely normal. Yeah. <laughs> that is, uh, that, that is entirely normal. So, um, uh, yeah, I mean, the more you use your mind during the day, the more you think, basically, during the day, and especially if um, it's a stressful day or sometimes it's an exciting day. I, well, I mean, I'll use the example of, of, of you know, just having a, you know, maybe you've, I don't know, gone to a rock concert or something. People listen to rock anymore. I don't know. Whatever, whatever people listen to. So you've got that sort of very. You might 
sit down to, to meditate after that experience. And uh, um, for a while, the mind is still um, thinking about these things, the, the sensory experience. Um, or if you've got a particular job that you do, and you and oh, I mean, I used to be a software engineer, so <laughs> my job was thinking. So yeah, you know, those sorts of thoughts. I remember as a programmer, you'd, be ca- you'd, you'd finish work and then you'd catch the bus home and you'd still be thinking about a particular problem. Yeah, and I'm sure that's probably true for, uh, you know, for a lot of our activities, especially in work. Um, and all you, the, that's the nice thing about meditation is that it takes you, it doesn't really matter where you start, you know, how busy the mind is. You know, it'll take you to a more relaxed, uh, with practice, it'll take you to, to a more uh, Gradually, but through like the slowing of the thought process, through to you know, if you have a really nice deep meditation, does the thoughts actually become very soft, gentle, and vanish after a while? But you've always there's always a starting point, you know, so there's a point a point at which you put your bottom on the chair and or on the floor or whatever, and um, you know that's your starting point. You know, you, you, it's just uh, with practice you can go from a a busy mind to a less busy mind. Uh, it might, you might not, it might take you to you know, deep med- a really deep meditation straight away or anything, or every time, or you know, whatever, but with that practice, yeah, it just gradually calms you down. And after a while, you, you, you see uh, the effect of that on the mind outside of meditation as well. So, um, uh, yeah, with practice, I, I mean, in my experience, you know, you'll that um, ability to calm the mind down will actually uh, be a part of your daily life as well. Yeah. You just, again, like you listen to your body, you go to make and pain, you listen to your mind. You, know, you, you, you say you have certain a certain thing that worries you, you know, whatever that might be. People have all sorts of uh, worries and uh, uh, mental trouble, mental troubles, just as we have physical troubles. I mean, it's not, you know, I'm not, I'm not uh, 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 putting forth meditation as sort of cure for anything, but it certainly um, helps in your, just in, in daily life and stress uh, and uh, allowing yourself to relax in various situations. So. But thinking, yeah, thinking is the the bugbear of every <laughs> every uh, uh, experience that I've had. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. Does anyone else have anything you want to ask about? Mm. I'm just thinking you want to stand maybe just to because I feel like that when I was younger and so mm. much now. But it's when you start to train your mind to become aware of that thinking, and then when you're thinking. Yeah, yeah, that's right. 
You'll want to. Yeah. But we don't. But I do not want to. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So, thank you. No worries. That's wonderful. I mean, um, yeah, I think it's, it's great now we're sort of, uh, I mean, I've only been living in Rolling Stone for a few years now, but it seems like we've at least got a, a regular thing now. We've got um, uh, we've got arrangements with the family club to, a uh, family centre to use this uh, through to the next range retreat. So, yeah, I think, yeah, it's it, it does seem to... Uh, Especially in my life, yeah, it does it does help to have like a, an appointment, yeah, yeah, <laughs> what, yeah. a, a date, yeah, yeah, yeah. sometimes yeah. something to schedule into you know the week's routine because mm. there's a lot going on in people's lives. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, for me, it, for me as a monk, it's um, it's very much uh, you know just if I'm not working and I've got spare time, <laughs> take time to meditate because that's uh, you know that's my that's why I became a monk. So, uh, yeah, but whatever habits you can form, that's great. It's a positive, if they're having a positive effect on you, then yeah, if you can form a habit, that's that's excellent. I think group meditation as well works a lot for a lot of people. I think um, the, uh, yeah, it's a bit of a, it's a bit bit unfortunate that the uh, Armadale meditation groups stopped meeting in person when, Mm. after COVID, it was just very difficult to find a, um, uh, a what do you call it? A venue after that, um, but um, it's still online. It's, they still have their Zoom meetings, and people still log in. But to get together in a group, it's not the same. Though, it's, it's not the same. No, yeah. it's not the same as actually sitting That's in a room. Really awesome. yeah. Oh yeah, like I'll thirty call. years or something. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's the same room. Oh. So how come we lost it? In, in uh, okay, so yeah, when, when okay, so. Um, we were using the uh, one of the rooms at Armadale Hospital, and uh, well, after you use the Alcoholics Anonymous one, no, I'm not sure about. Oh, was that down Godfrey? Oh, it, it, it is years ago. Yeah, that and that was. Well, I used to come there. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not. I so like I said, I, I ordained back in. Um, oh, as Nana Garrick in 2006. So I think even back then, it was still being held at the hospital. Yeah, so it's been going a long time. Yeah, or yeah. So I had they had a room there that had um, capacity for sixty people, and they had parking and everything, which was great. Um, but I think even at the end, there they were um, starting to use that building as a uh, uh, after hours GP. They moved the after hours GP thing there, so there was a bit of tension there. And then it was just COVID. COVID came along, and um, uh, it, was, it was it was difficult. They were just, had to spend hours each day just sanitizing everything and then you couldn't have group meeting you couldn't have a certain number of people in the room and then a lot of people just didn't want to be in a hospital at that time yeah that was the main thing and then um, so they lost that venue and uh, it just um, yeah it didn't come back no no I've done it once I've taught it once where our excuse is that we have a terrible terrible internet connection <laughs> <laughs> cuts out you know sorry about that but um yeah, it's not the same. But no, I mean, that was great. I mean, that was a full hour and a half of, um, uh, an hour and a half meeting. So, and it was, so this, they had uh, a, a number of people who would also uh, sort of MC the thing as well. So they get people asking questions and talking about stuff. Yeah, and yeah, monks would, it was, it was regular for, I think monks after, after they'd been a monk for five years would do, would, would join the, um, the roster there during the Armadale group. It was very good, but you know, we've, got the, we've got rolling group now, which is good, and uh, we plan to keep doing it. Um, I mean, people, we're, 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 um, we're pretty good at making sure someone's here each week, even if we have to uh, um, borrow a few months from Bob Yana sometimes. And they come to stay with us sometimes. And always, uh, at the moment, for some reason, we, we attract a lot of senior monks. So they're, all, they're our mates. Often we have um, uh, teachers available. Yeah, so that's good. That's uh, that's, it's at seven thirty now. So thank you for asking questions. That's great.